What's up, podcast listeners? I think you guys are really going to like today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about partnering with other agencies when you find that it's impossible to scale up when it comes to creating content. Stay tuned. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Shell, season two, episode seven. Wow, episode seven. We are crunching along, aren't we? Uh, I'm your host, Spencer Ryan, creative director here at Tortuga Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Luis Suarez, CEO of Tortuga Marketing and professional Ninja Turtle. How are you doing, man? What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm doing all right. Um, The week's rocking and rolling, and uh, summer is in full swing here in in North Carolina, so I am pretty stoked. (laughs) You said that with so much enthusiasm. Pretty stoked. <laughs> How was your weekend? Did you do anything exciting? It was good. Yes, actually, I did. I did. Um, uh, my my dad, godfather, and I broke our record for for longest uh, ocean kayak trip this weekend. It's not much. We're super uh, newbies into the space, and um, we're working our way up. But we this this past weekend we did eleven and a half miles out um, by Wilmington. Um, started in the intercoastal, made our way out to the open ocean, but uh, it was a blast. 11 and a half miles. I don't know if it seems like a lot. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it felt like a lot. <laughs> no, that's super impressive. Super impressive. I don't know if I could do that. That's a lot. The, I was basically in a coma the next day. I, I had to take pain meds and I was nice and sunburned and toasty. So I just laid in bed and watched TV. I don't blame you. I'd I'd be in a coma on the kayak trip. I'd probably fall into the water, just dead. <laughs> it's uh it's fun. Uh my family always makes I have this there's this running joke in my family, by the way, where everybody uh makes fun of me for for trying new things. And every time I have a new story at, at, at the at the next you know, family get together, everyone's like, Oh, here we go, like what happened? Is something always goes wrong. I feel like people think I'm just completely incapable of doing anything, which is okay, which is okay. Um, I'm going to have them continue to think that. I, I only tell those stories where something bad happened because those make for great stories. But nobody hears about the half dozen other times where everything went well. <laughs> yeah, so. it's always the glass half empty instead of half empty. Yeah, right. but, but yeah, man, this, this weekend was good. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I had a blast this weekend. Me and the missus uh, received one wheels. For those of you guys that don't know what those are, they are essentially just their one wheel. <laughs> it's, it's <a> <laughs> hoverboards, kind of, basically. Yeah, basically a hoverboard. It's a self-balancing like Segway type thing that works on one wheel. And so you can, because it's a tire, you can like take it off road. You can go on trails. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff. And we, we definitely did a lot of crazy stuff this weekend and it, it was a blast um definitely a steep learning curve awesome learning experience and i love going everywhere in this thing now and one wheel has some intense marketing by the way i yeah I, yeah like i went to their site and like showed interest and we were like looking at this this was like a month ago a month and a half ago and all i get are one wheel ads on youtube now and it's kind of funny because you know like I don't know if we count it as a conversion technically, but like we we have the product and I'm still getting targeted. So I don't know what's up there. They just slapping brand recognition all over us. 
Can you can they get you with add-ons and stuff, or are you done? Is it just the one wheel? I know you've got some accessories for your one wheels. Yeah, we got fenders. There are there are add-ons like the hypercharger and stuff. Um, the hypercharger charges it in like fifty minutes, as opposed to like the hour and fifty, so it shaves an hour off. There's um, foot pads and all kinds of. So there are accessories, but the crazy like we're not getting targeted with ads for accessories. We're getting targeted with ads for the one wheel, and it, it's not a bad experience to be honest, because most of the ads we get targeted with on Instagram and YouTube are just awesome videos that show me what i can do with the thing so it's like oh i'm gonna do that next you know so it's pretty sick but yeah we got one wheels this weekend that's what happened that's exciting yeah if you guys don't follow him on instagram he he posted all about it all about it now now that you mention it um (laughs) so it's always fun to keep up with the stories and what's happening and everything so yeah you should go follow spencer (laughs) only if you want to um, did you hear that Nissan redesigned its logo? I did. I did. I actually saw it in the uh, the email newsletter that you shared with me a couple of, I don't know, it was a while ago. Yep. Uh, Marketing Brew or Morning Brew or something like that. What is it called? Yeah, it's Marketing Brew. Shout out, to, shout out to those guys. Um, so they had a, a newsletter called Morning Brew, which was really cool. It's just information on like the market and, you know, what's going on in, in the world. And they started a new like sub-series uh, email campaign, I guess, newsletter thing called Marketing Brew. And it's all about marketing. And it was hyper relevant to me. So I signed up instantly. And I get to keep up with all the latest news there. And I saw yeah. Nissan redesign their logo there. And so and you, sh- you shared it to me. Yep. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't follow too many newsletters like that. You know, usually the kind of uh, any emails I get that aren't specifically for me are uh, can be a little bit annoying. It's, it's just junk mail. But they, they, they've done a great job. I mean, their email newsletter is really good. It's always packed with information. That one, and I've recently become a really big fan of Gary Gary's um, uh, Gary Weekly or something like that, I think is, is what it's called. Is that what he called it? Yeah, it's a Gary V. It's Gary Weekly because it's every week. <laughs> oh. It's like daily V, weekly V. Uh, That's funny. Uh, I haven't seen his yet. I need to check his out. It's got a it's got a similar uh, breakdown of information, different categories. So it's like what's in the news, what's happening today, and then from the team. I think uh, there's there's more to it, but from what I recall, that's that's the setup. Interesting, interesting. I have to check it out. But yeah, Nissan redesigned their logo. BMW did as well, and so did Volkswagen. Essentially, for those of you that don't know what's going on, they they just flattened their logo and turned it into like solid colors. So Nissan got rid An of icon basically. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm wondering, like, who's going to follow behind, you know, like, because I think that Nissan's adjusting the way they, they put their badges on their car now, too. And I know, like, Honda. What has do they this, do? So, like, it's going to be like a flat logo. I, if I understood correctly, it's a flat logo on the grill with, like, LED light behind it. Really? Yeah. I'll have to Google um, that after. Mercedes uh, did that, too. Um and uh, I wonder if like Honda's good. I have a Honda, so I, I wonder if Honda's going to do that or something. That'd be kind of cool. Interesting. I love. What do you think? Did you like the logo, the the Nissan logo? It felt very plain to me. And and then on top of that, like this, I guess this color. I don't know what they're called. Like a color agency. They're like a specializing in branding and stuff and colors. They were like black is the new in. You know, like gray is out. And I'm like, eh, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, 
like just the black plane part is kind of weird to me. I don't know. And then like, what are you going to do in a black car? He's going to make the black logo. Hmm. Or will you invert it and make it white? It's a good point. It's a good point. Also, shout out to everyone running Google ads out there. Um, this is some crucial information. So Google uh, is now banning all ads that contradict the science behind COVID-19. So if you're running Google ads and that ad has science that contradicts COVID-19, they're going to shut it down. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. Similar to what Facebook did, you know, no selling masks, no spreading misinformation, that type of stuff. So these ad companies are cracking down. Make sure you audit your ads. Make sure you're not spreading misinformation. Uh, well, you know, at least uh, at least on the Google side, it's not like uh, like Facebook where you make a couple of mistakes and you're banned for life. Oh, my goodness. How many I'd, I'd be curious to know how many of the people listening have dealt with that. You know, Facebook, everyone's so frustrated with them right now. <laughs> so frustrated. I'm frustrated with them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, it can be, it's a very powerful tool, you know, but it's so incredibly counterintuitive. It doesn't and always work. And biased. And biased. Because there are plenty of companies out there dumping massive amounts of money into Facebook ads that get away with things that mostly small businesses get banned for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's something interesting. That's for sure. They've been criticized for years though on how they, how they handle their user base and how they do everything. So unfortunately I think that's just the way of, that's just the Facebook way, I guess. So do you think Mark Zuckerberg is a robot or not? I think Jeff Bezos, Bezos is a robot. What? No, <laughs> not the man who started a library online. Come on. No, 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 not him. No, he was the real one. But then eventually he was replaced. Oh, my goodness. But have you ever seen Mark Zuckerberg's face? That man has no emotion on his face. He's purely. Well, maybe he was the original alien, like, like he was the original alien family that got here, you know, and then they replaced. They, they were like, this Jeff guy looks like a good candidate. Let's swap him out for one of our own. And then Jeff got all beefy and shaved his head and like he did. He did. Now he's totally different. But now he's the Terminator, Jeff. <laughs> he really is. That's so true. I I didn't even think about it like that. Cause he was this like scrawny little kid in his garage or off. I think he had an office. He actually had it. No, I think he did start in a garage. Don't fact check me, guys. Maybe. He started with something and it said Amazon on a piece of paper on the wall. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I think Mark Zuckerberg is a weird dude, man. I, I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, do you remember the? Uh, well, it's just a movie, but even in the movie, he was portrayed. Uh, he was portrayed a little odd. Yes, he was. I the Social Network. Oh, I love mm -hmm. that movie so much. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Have Netflix you ever now. seen his personal videos, like his barbecue videos? No. Oh man, he has this one video on social media. I think he went live on Facebook where he was grilling in his backyard. He's having a barbecue, and all he, he kept saying it over and over. He's like, "Sweet baby rays, sweet baby rays." I'm using sweet baby rays. Interesting. <laughs> you know, like the barbecue sauce, sweet baby rays. I know exactly what you're talking about. I wonder if they gave him money, or he bought it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Probably did. Shameless he doesn't plug. need money. Sweet baby rays. Yeah. Sweet baby rays. I gotta watch it. I have a list of things I need to look into once once this is done. Barbecue videos is gonna be one of them. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't be hungry so quick. Oh, man. <laughs> I get sucked into all the food videos on TikTok, man. 
Yeah, what did you say? I get sucked into all the videos on TikTok about food. Oh, yeah. Well, Melissa, my wife always makes fun of me because uh, we'll sit down at night and we're watching TikTok. Um, and she's on her TikTok and I'm on mine. And it's it's hilarious to see the difference in content TikTok is curating for us. So I look over to her and it's like dance video after anime, after dance video and Call of Duty, dance video, anime. It's just like back to back or like some makeup stuff. And she looks over at mine. It's like smoked ribs, cutting a tree, smoked ribs <laughs> or funny. corridos. Yeah. yeah. TikTok's algorithm is so good at determining what you're interested in. Mine is like typically like some type of smoked ribs, steak, whatever, cooking mm -hmm. videos, Star Wars. All kinds of stuff. I don't get, I haven't gotten a single Star Wars. Call of Duty. And then I'm trying to think what else I get shown on TikTok. That you can say on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good, that's so, it's so stupid because like the missus will sit there. She's so obsessed with watching other girls. And if I watch TikTok with her, she's like, wait, wait, go back, go back. And then TikTok thinks that I'm just interested in all these females out here. And I'm like, stop showing me this. Like, you're feeding it to the problem. <laughs> you're feeding the algorithm. The algorithm is hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the struggle, the struggle. But I'm I do also, like how oh, personalized it is. I'm getting hit with a lot of like business stuff now, too, because I've been watching like, you know, or marketing stuff. Yeah, marketing. Also, like, I don't know how I got stuck into this, but TikTok's been showing me a lot of, like, car salesmen giving out tips and tricks on how to, like... Probably because... Did you do any research when you and Paula were going to lease a new car? No. No, I have it all up here in the... Maybe, maybe they know because you were at the dealership. Oh, my goodness. That's how creepy China is. Like could be it. Could be it. If you think that's about it. why they're on the verge of getting banned. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> no, you... like real talk. It's nothing new. I, everyone's like TikTok stealing data. They're sharing our data. Yeah, no. the, they're sharing it to China. But you know what? Facebook's sharing our data too. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I always talk about this. It's always the unpopular opinion at parties or, or you know, family gatherings or whatever. But. There is no privacy. Like if you if you think that you're you have some privacy in your life because you don't tell Chrome to save your password, or um, you know because you use the incognito window, <laughs> or you don't put your email in places, you're wrong. Like did, there is no privacy. Did everyone forget about Edward Snowden? Did did that part of history just erase itself? Because there's stuff that's scarier from that than me thinking about like dji sharing data which i mean that's probably oh yeah yeah i remember that too the drone stuff yeah yeah that, that it's crazy uh it pisses me off when something like this happens like the G dji thing the tiktok thing um there there's like issues that come up and then within a within a little bit it just goes away and always makes me wonder like who did what? Who paid who? <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, that's so true. So, but everything's corrupt. Everything's terrible. <laughs> I'm watching the new, uh, the latest, uh, the latest season of Narcos on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, oh, I don't want to spoil it for people. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Long story short. People downvoting and, and like not 
Give me yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. But it, it ties into this. It ties into this. I'll just put it that way. Speaking of reviewing the podcast, hey guys, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, all you got to do is just scroll down. You'll see some stars. You can give us five if you want, or you could also give us five. And then last but not least, you could give us five. Um, and then you can also write us a really cool review. And that'll let Apple know that people like this podcast and it can go viral and we can be bigger. If that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> well said well said my sir well said um so i got a question for you lewis <clears throat> there's a lot of businesses out there that are struggling big businesses brands agencies even that are struggling to scale up because content is it, it will actually at its base and at its core creating content isn't easy it's an effort in and of itself right like it requires you to specialize in creating content. If you want to create video content, you have to know how to do that. There's a lot behind the scenes that goes into that. If you want to write blogs, there's a lot behind the scenes that goes into that. For the agencies out there, we'll just use agencies as an example, but businesses as well, that are struggling to scale up because they're having difficulty creating content fast, efficiently, and you know, executing quick enough to be able to put on these you know, social platforms. What would you say? to businesses like that, that are, that are struggling like that? It's a good question. Um, it, it maybe you can, you, we, we can also bounce, bounce off each other because I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say too. Um, but I think my advice would not be limited to just creating content and creating content officially quickly and getting it out there. It, in general, I think both agencies and businesses will uh, reach moments uh, of moments where they plateau, right? So you're growing, you're growing, you're growing, and then you reach a ceiling and you plateau for a second. And that's normal. You've, you've loved, like, you've gotten to the end of that chapter. Like this is as far as you're going to go with systems and people you have in place. So how do you get past that plateau? You, there's a, there's a couple of different things, but you you have to reevaluate whether your 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 team is correct. Can your team level up to get to the next level? Are your systems built to go to the next level? And so this is just a never ending struggle of businesses, brands, you know, agencies all over all sorts of different problems, not just in the marketing space, right? And what I have found to be one of the most successful is instead of trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel and figure out how to go to that next level. If, if you're in a financial position to do so, sometimes it just makes sense to work with someone who's already done it. You know, instead of the big, the big keyword there for me is instead of reinventing the wheel, just have someone else show you what they did, right? So hire someone to come in and, and help you get to that next level. And then at that point, if you want to take it in-house, you can. Perfect example of that has been how Tortuga has been able to help a lot of other agencies. I'm not just trying to plug ourselves. I'll, I'll see if I can come up with other examples as well. Um, agencies that want to offer services that are beyond their current scope simply to be able to compete in the market. Like if all you do is Facebook ads, you don't offer any video production, but all of your competitors are offering a holistic one-stop shop for Facebook ads that include the content and the ads and, and like the client gets the whole shebang, that's gonna be really hard to compete with if all you know how to do is set up Facebook funnels. 
you know, because the content's so important. It's such a big part of the funnel, but you can't do it. So what are your choices? Well, you could start to learn everything there is to know about video and start to use freelancers, maybe find a part-time guy or partner with it. Like there's so many different ways, but at the end of the day, it's just going to take a long time. Just find someone who already does that and hire them. That's always, that's always been my go-to. It doesn't just work with agencies and marketing. I think that could apply to, to everybody and everything. Absolutely. So what is the primary advantage of, you know, for example, hiring an agency like Tortuga versus just bringing on, you know, one or two freelancers? I mean, you touched on it briefly, but I think this is actually one of the common, you know, pain points and questions that people ask themselves all the time is like, you know, do we bring on other freelancers because it's cheaper and we can keep it in house? Do we hire an agency that's kind of expensive sometimes, depending on the services offered or requested? So, what are what is an advantage of partnering with another agency like like ourselves? I think it's it's ultimately going to come down to the end user. Like, what are they looking for, right? Um, and I think I made a video about this a while ago. Um, so it's still still pretty fresh in my mind. Like, depending on what the overall goal is. That's that's how I would make my decision. So if you're an agency, you're looking to scale um, and you're looking to bring on a service that has absolute like you, you don't have any experience in. you're looking to bring on a service that you don't have any experience in, but you know, it's really important to your offering working with another. And I'll just say another agency. So our listeners don't think like I'm just trying to pitch us. <laughs> uh, I obviously vote for us, but. <laughs> You know, I'm referring to just an agency in general, someone that's willing to work with you, willing to either white label or outsource the work or, you know, just partner with you and do the work. The reason why an agency would make the most sense is because if you hire a freelancer, the free free um, someone explained it to me really well. When it comes to freelancers, you've got uh, the followers, which are the lower end, uh, lower budget people who are really great at following directions. You've got the doers who still need overall general guidance. Uh, they're a little bit more expensive. They're kind of in the middle range, uh, you know, can be up to $100 an hour sometimes. But for the most part, you can let them work. Just tell them what you need done and they'll do it. They don't need precise, precise instructions. And then you've got the experts where they come in, they advise you, and they're definitely more than $100 an hour. So the problem with going the freelancer route to begin with is that you're relying on your own instinct and your own skill to determine whether or not the person you're about to select is the right fit. But if this is a new service or a new offering or a totally new realm for you, um, how do you know you have the experience to make that call, right? How do you know that you're going to hire the right person? If you don't know anything about video, how are you going to hire the right video person? The doers and the followers, right off the bat, they're probably checked off the list because they're going to need to be working under someone who knows what they're doing for them to be efficient. And the experts are all going to seem the same. Like, how, how are you going to accurately be able to vet someone uh, based on skills you're not familiar with yourself? Right. So and that's why I think working with with a larger company or, or an agency, <clears throat> not that all of them would be willing to work with you, too, but doing your due diligence and finding someone that is might be a better fit because they ideally would have a, a, an entire team at their disposal so they can make recommendations based on your needs and, and craft something that makes the most sense. Yeah. That, no, and then once you've. Essentially, they'd be providing you with a blueprint, you know, just figure out how to do it, 
what works, what doesn't work. And then afterwards, if you decide to bring in certain elements in house and by all means. And so what about the agencies that some agencies that we typically run into that are very used to uh, running campaigns for, you know, their clients that are centered around, I don't know, twenty fifty thousand $50,000 budgets uh, that are looking to, you know, enter into that realm where you can create content quickly, execute quickly on platforms like TikTok, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, but there's just no room in the budget for them to do another, you know, $20,000. Uh, I, I think, you know, that's one of our biggest advantages is being able to, to fill that gap, you know, where, you know, typically video production companies will come in and say, all right, I can make you one video for, you know, $10,000, but that doesn't translate to the need for 10 pieces of content on TikTok. And that company won't even know how to begin to create that video content that you need for TikTok. But the opportunity on the other side is so large. You know, if you can create 10 pieces of well thought out content on TikTok and, and get the amount of reach that people are getting right now, you know, the opportunity is almost limitless. So for the agencies that, you know, are that do want to dabble in that kind of stuff, but haven't figured that out i mean what would you tell them you know essentially if you walked in and you said hey i'm a content marketing agency and they say well what do you do and how can you help us you know what's your answer to that so i think it, it's a, kind of very similar to the first one to be honest um if if that's the end goal if the the ultimate goal from from the agency or the brand or whatever is to to look for a team, a team of people that are a little bit more innovative with to like up to date social media technology and, and content, um, then that's what you got to set out to look for. Right. So if that's if that's what you need, then look for that. We're not the uh, we're definitely not the only ones. Um, but that is that is something that we do. Like we specialize in short form content uh, for social media for now. You know, you can't you can't necessarily do what you do with a, uh, you know, big production shoot, a brand story telling video and expect for it to have the same results on social media and have the same traction, and everything. So you got to make sure you position yourself with agencies that are, yeah, I guess, trend like newer, more, more in touch with with trends and what's happening in the world. I, I've worked with a handful of people that haven't made a change in the last 10 years as far as video content goes. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that short term, um, uh, but uh, but they're just different, right? So if the if what the agency is looking for is someone who understands the trends, understands what's needed now, and can help drive results on on more of a social media uh, scale, both nationally, globally, um, and and riding those trends, then then I'd say look for someone like us, um, but. That's why it's so important to establish like what the goals are. What are you looking for? What do you need? Um, it's definitely a lot easier to find someone who's already figured it out than to try to figure it out yourselves. Not that you shouldn't try, but it's just it's just always easier to find. Start by finding someone who's already done it. Even just reaching out to help. We've had a handful of people, not necessarily to hire us, but um, who who've called with basically the same question and just want to just want to sit down and talk about how how do you create so much content how do you do it 
effectively and efficiently for social media. You know, it takes us a week just to get a video approved through the creative department. And um, and so we've sat down and brainstormed how and and what goes on behind the scenes. And sometimes it just comes down to the fact that their team is not built for that. And that's OK. That's where like that's where outsourcing comes in. That's where partnering with another agency comes in. You don't have to do it all yourself. And a lot of people, I think, get into that mindset where they feel like they have to do it, but they don't. Um, we, for example, uh, as an agency right now, are not built to help the really local mom and pop, really small business who's just getting started, doesn't have any customers, um, and is looking to get their name out there, you know, just, just now getting started. Um, not because we are not capable of it. Each of us as marketers could, in theory, help. But as a team, our systems, our processes, our, like everything that we have built for Tortuga is not set up in a way where we would be able to do that efficiently. And that's not bad. It's not a bad thing. Similar to how it's not a bad thing that you guys, that not you guys, but, you know, that people can't produce content at scale. That's why you call the right people. And similarly, in that in that same sense, that's exactly what we would do for those mom and pops, you know, shops that, that contact us. You know, uh, this is what we do. Follow us, you know, absorb our free content, take everything that you can from us. But in the meantime, this person is super equipped to help you. I'm going to refer. Absolutely. You. Absolutely. And, and that's that's the same concept that can be applied to some of these larger agencies. You know, a lot of a lot of businesses struggle connecting with their audience for those exact reasons. Their team's not equipped to do so, and there's just so much corporate red tape around the whole process, the whole creative process that people feel like they just can't get anything done. You know, Absolutely. it's interesting. I was actually just reading uh, in that in that newsletter that CMOs have the highest turnover rate or one of the highest turnover rates rather. Yeah, I've, that doesn't surprise me. I can't help but wonder if it's, if you know, that, like, we've been there firsthand and we've seen the types of, of I, I don't want to keep using this term, but red tape that these people, yeah. you know. Do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in absolutely. a world where, where content, where social media and everything is evolving so rapidly, it's, it's time to be able to execute quickly as well. And yeah. there's plenty of resources out there that have talked about it. There's books about it. Gary Vee mentions it in his books, you know, the whole Oreo fiasco with the Super Bowl. That type of stuff is gold in this new era. And this is the type of thing that, you know, agencies like us can can come in and help with and teach. You know, essentially what you recommended was hire someone to do it you know, watch them do it, get their systems into place. And, and then you can replicate that for yourself in house if you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, over the next couple of years, I, I, I do think there's going to be, you know, a huge number of, of brands of businesses and agencies adopting, you know, content marketing as the go-to, um, you know, solution for, for, for meeting their marketing goals. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that we consume content now. You know, it's not it, back then when it was just television and newspaper, you had plenty of time to sit down and do a dozen meetings with stakeholders and investors and owners and talk about the messaging for the 15 seconds of fame that you were going to get 
uh, during dinner time. That that's not the case anymore. You have to have something to show every couple of hours. If you're a big brand, your message, your you you have to be communicating with your audience multiple times a day across multiple different channels, natively on each channel. And just the old ways don't work anymore. You know, someone who does a fantastic job at that? McDonald's. (laughs) McDonald's does do a great job. McDonald's, if you think about it as a whole, you know, I'm not sure how much you've been able to see. I'm not sure how much our listeners have been able to see, but I've observed, you know, story ad animations, feed ad animations, um, feed videos, TV commercials, billboards i mean they're they have have podcasts too they have podcasts yeah i'll I'll share you a link afterwards they do wow (laughs) yeah and and once you get to once you get to that point too there a lot of their marketing teams will have so they have they have internal marketing too where the the whole purpose of internal marketing is to increase like the amount that the employees love the company, like corporate employees love, love McDonald's. Like, uh, for example, there was, um, you know, we recently, I don't know if I can mention, we recently met with a pharmaceutical company, um, here in the triangle who was essentially trying to follow their model and do the same thing and build an entire set of social channels, podcasts and content like repositories of internal information for employees only because they had thousands and thousands of employees. So it was just just for the the internal family, like a, C, a vlog of the CEO, uh, a podcast uh, in the break room, uh, stuff like that. So I know another example of a lo- oh sorry I know another example of a local company that does that, and that would be SaaS. Um, I yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't SAS put it past them. Incredible internal marketing, and a lot of that stuff is confidential. Um, I actually know an employee at SaaS, so I know a lot of this stuff because of that. But um, you know, like uh, they have their own internal network of, you know, webinars, podcasts, uh, all kinds of educational marketing tools. And they're doing a fantastic job of, you know, marketing to their to their employees. And then when you combine that with, you know, the advantages that that company has, you know, they've been ranked top um, places to work for for a very long time. And so, you know, you combine those two and you, you end up with this very interesting mix and culture that, you know, helps you in the long run. Um, I remember because I used to actually work at McDonald's a long time ago. And I remember even back then it wasn't as prevalent, but I was being marketed to all the time. You know, like this is what McDonald's is doing for the community. This is how you can, you know, basically really make an impact as a career. Um this is, you know, here's some training modules teaching you real world. Oh, you want to go get a college education? Fantastic. McDonald's will pay for it. You know, like there's <laughs> so many marketing materials that they would give you as an employee. And like just to back up a little bit and, and more on the consumer side, I mean, think about the amount of times that you get targeted with some type of advertisement from McDonald's. And they're all different. They're all hyper relevant, really good, really engaging. Like everyone loves food. Everyone loves mouth watering food. Um, not everyone loves McDonald's. You know, not everyone thinks that McDonald's is is delicious. But you got to admit the way they market it is incredible. Incredible. 
and it works. People buy it every day, all the time. That's true. They do. I absolutely. It's in top of mind. And it, it's not just, you know, McDonald's is, is, is a great example, but, um, you know, it could definitely be done on a, on a different scale. Just a matter of, just a matter of wanting to do it. And getting in front of your target audience correctly. That's a huge one right there. Yep. Absolutely. I, I think McDonald's has it a little easier because their target audience is so broad. You know, <laughs> A pharmaceutical company or or a plumber is not going to have the same audience as McDonald's, but um, absolutely being able to nail that target audience right and then get in front of them with hyper relevant content quickly is is a recipe for success. Honestly, hundred percent agree. That was a yep. deep discussion. Uh, spot on. Yeah, I mean, anytime we get into content marketing, it can go on for hours. And <laughs> so I have no complaints over here on this side. <laughs> so true well Lewis I appreciate it man I think this is a really good time to wrap it up for this episode thank you all for listening thank you Lewis for hopping on and chit chatting with me you know it's always a it's always a pleasure you got it man you got it dude <laughs> <laughs> make sure you guys rate the podcast if if you're listening it really does help we thank you guys so much for always supporting us Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. We're on all of them. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode of The Shell.